Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Entrepreneurs Are United, where like-minded individuals gather to grow. Today's special guest is Josh Nix, real estate mogul investor. What's going on, guys? So we got Josh here on that side of the house, but you know we're going to kind of dabble into what it means to be an entrepreneur, a businessman, and a family man, and how to balance and, and kind of be... Uh, you know, the venture into the wild, you know, being a business owner and engaging with people at the same time, you know, kind of, you know, what are the ups and downs look like from that perspective? We always get in there and talk stock market and how to make money doing that. But we all know that sustainable income is definitely in running your own business and facilitating laying down a foundation for your future, because even prominent traders say they can't do this all the time. So we have to make sure that we understand that investing our capital into ourselves uh, is is the way to go, and we we all get that. So what do you got going on today? I just hired somebody today. I'm gonna be like an assistant. Pretty scared, but pretty excited. No, that's actually a really cool experience. I always, you know, I actually am in the process of hiring uh, a tech guy to work with me, kind of continuously since Entrepreneurs United uh, is going to to be like a like a real thing. I just need to get somebody to run that tech side. I'm sure that's very time consuming. Tell us a little bit, a bit about yourself and kind of the roadmap, you know, kind of got you to who you are and where you are, where you are right now. Yeah. So I've kind of been an um, entrepreneur my whole life. I didn't really plan on doing that. It just kind of happened to be that way. I think it helps that my parents were business owners. I'll just start at my real estate journey because that'll be kind of the main topic for this discussion. But 11 years ago, my dad approached me and wanted to buy a rental house together. The idea was that I would um, work on it, manage it, and he would fund it and help me work on it as well. So he'd be the money behind it. And I was kind of doing the legwork and we would split 50-50. That was going all good and fine and dandy and everything. And then halfway through, he decided he didn't really want to be a part of it. He would just lend me the money like a bank would. And I would just pay him interest just like a bank and I could just keep the remaining proceeds myself. So I was 24 and I became an accidental landlord. So that's kind of how I got started in real estate is completely by accident. It took me one year to rehab and rent one house, which is way longer than it should. All right. But I was doing everything myself. So let's let's talk about why that why why is that a long time? So what are, what are we what did you essentially, you know, end up doing is tying up capital. The longer you're you're investing into it and not putting it on the market or not selling it, you know, we, we end up tying up capital and that money's kind of not working for us, right? You know, a lot of things that people don't factor when they're getting into business is opportunity costs. You know, let's just say, had I paid somebody like five to 10 grand to get that project done in three to four months, I could have made up that five to 10 grand in rent. And I could have saved myself a ton of time and been on in the next project. And that's something that definitely took me a long time to learn in my real estate journey, it's very important. Yeah, for sure. And having having that uh, foresight into uh, essentially m- making each of the renovations or each of a project, right? So in doing a project management kind of schematic, like how long is this supposed to take? How much capital? And what am I what am I losing in this process? And what am I obviously what am I gaining as well too? So you know that's a pretty good perspective. So what exactly do you do for a living? Like when you have to say. Hey, government, this is this is where I'm paying taxes. What What is that? That's getting harder and harder every year as I've been finding out. I just say I'm a real estate investor now. It's not all true. I don't flip properties anymore. There was a time when that's all I did. Right. I still have some rental properties. Um, but now in the real estate space, I'm more on the private money lending side. So what I do is help other 
rehabbers or flippers with their projects. So I will fund the purchase price. I'm like a bank. They just pay me interest for that short-term loan. But that's kind of what I mainly do, I would say. Walk us through that. Walk us through what, what something like that looks like, right? So let's go from, I want to rent a house or buy a house or I want to renovate a house. And I need a short-term loan. I come to you. Yeah. What, what does it look like? Uh, it's pretty simple. So it's not like a bank at all where you have to go through underwriting and give them all your financials. Basically, it's a very simple process. I underwrite the deal by asking myself, would I buy the property for X amount? And so if someone approaches me and they're like, will you lend $100,000 on this house? So I'll just look at it and be like, okay, yeah, I could see that. Or if I can't see it, I'll be like, I'd feel comfortable at 80 grand. So I will give you you know, $80,000, you have to come up with the rest of it. But typically I lend 100% of purchase price, um, no rehab money that's on their own. And then it's just like a bank would be, it's first lien position. So I have the first lien property. Okay, yeah, that's good. Just like everything else, it's a deed of trust. And I'm a deed of trust state. Every state's a little different, but it's a deed of trust filed with the county and gets recorded. And then all they do, they have to pay me monthly interest payments. And the interest rate ranges one and a half and 3% a month. Do you want to annualize that? It's 18.6% okay. annually, which might sound like a lot, but I've helped people make, I think they made 200, like a little over 200K flipping houses by borrowing money. Yeah. So it's all perspective, really. I mean, it could be a lot to you. It could not be a lot to you. It yeah. just depends on the risk yeah. you're wanting to take and, and then your access to capital. I, I also find that pretty interesting because I'm doing an access to capital for small businesses and realizing that people like us have limited access to capital just because we're high risk, just because we're one, two to, to 10 employees. And uh, you know, banks banks loan us money for us to do our own ventures. Uh, it's high risk for them, which is why someone like you ex exists. And uh, in truth, my wife's grandfather did the exact same thing. Like that's he did. He was the exact same business model that you just described. And you know, here we are years later. It sits on a few million dollars. Of, this is kind of what he did for a long period of time. He got into the multifamily housing and stuff like that as well. Uh, definitely some roots in there you're planting for some sustainability income. Uh, as long as you master the fundamentals, I think that's pretty awesome. It takes a lot of that risk off the table once you get a good uh, sway going on. So um, do you do anything with Airbnb? Yeah. So um, part of my story is uh, my wife and I have a few short-term rentals. We kind of got this idea. We went to Bocas Toro in Panama. It's this beautiful island that's kind of like not mainstream yet, but it's kind of up and coming soon friends that had some connections there. And uh, that was the first time we stayed in the Airbnb like three years ago. We went there, enjoyed the experience. Um, and we were like, yeah. property here. And then I found out that buy a property overseas than it is in the States. Yeah, yeah. No There's doubt. no loans. And the government's a little different. So. so we basically decided to test the model, the business model in our own backyard in Lincoln, Nebraska. That's where I'm located. So we started with one. We Airbnb'd it. We bought it. The sole purpose for this property was Airbnb. And I actually bought a turnkey property or a, just a fully renovated property already. I didn't do any renovations myself this time. Okay. All right. Because I was paying for speed a little bit where, you know, at that point in time, I didn't have a lot of time to like work on projects. Yeah. Invest into it. Yeah. It made sense financially just to buy this one for market value if you want to look at it that way. But anyway, so yeah, I got one. Then we got two more shortly after that. And currently we're working on uh, two more. So we'll have five in total by the end of the year. Um, one of those is a tiny container house that I'm building. 
tiny houses. <laughs> 500 square foot, one bed, one bath, shipping container house. Yeah, and it's not really financially doesn't make the most sense, but what it it's like a goal of a dream of mine to build one of these. Yeah. My wife wouldn't go for moving into one, so Airbnb <laughs> is really my only exit for this. <laughs> Where do you for you to access it too? So yeah, because I could never sell it and make money because it's just I don't think it would work, and then I couldn't use it as a long term rental because I couldn't. The amount of money that I put into it, my rent ratio to money invested, it isn't good like cash on cash yeah. return. Yeah. So short-term rental it is, and if that doesn't work, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. <laughs> You're a man cave, man cave. So so what so if I so I know for sure a few of our renters, they they really have kind of no idea about the Airbnb process. While all day long, probably YouTube something or whatever. I think it's interesting to hear your perspective. So the first Airbnb, how does it work, right? How do you get a property and then go through Airbnb? Where, where's the pull and push from Airbnb's perspective? So I have a lot of long-term investor friends that like, oh, I'm going to start doing Airbnb too. They don't realize until you do it, it is a completely different business. You're in the hospitality business now with customer service, like up the wazoo. Yeah. So the only thing is the same is that you're using real estate as the vehicle. But the business model is completely different. So, um, which might be good for you if you're interested in real estate. That is another avenue I would definitely explore as Airbnb. The returns can be a lot greater, but it is it is more work. It is almost daily work. So, are you connected as the customer service representative? So, essentially, is are you handling all of your own customer service when it comes to uh, the residents or uh, anything that needs to be done with that with the establishment itself? Like, what does Airbnb do for you for their cost? Besides connecting everybody. But yeah, the process is they are the buffer with the monies. So all the money goes through them and they get fees on both ends. Um, they do the marketing because Airbnb is like short-term rentals. They just say Airbnb. Yeah. Like a Kleenex. Kleenex is a brand. So they have cornered that market. They are the biggest in that space. Yep. Yep. You're going to go rent a vacation rental. You're going to just type in Airbnb. They provide that, which is huge. I will give them that. They do take a hefty portion of that. And then they do have some insurances set up on their end. If something were to happen, like if you have a property that's trashed, you can go to them to try to recoup some of that. Okay. Okay. So there are some benefits to it. And it's the platform's kind of nice. It's all in one platform. Your bookings, your yeah. money that you receive and calendars and the, all that stuff. And so good user-friendly, user-friendly for sure. User-friendly and they keep updating it and make time so well that's good that's awesome all right so um what made you pursue it as the income source that's why i think we kind of got it is is you went to you know stayed on the island you saw how how awesome that was um and but what made you think that this is something i want to continue to add to the is the revenue stream just that good where it's it's once you crack the code and you get out of like the gray area of being afraid of doing airbnb it's worth the effort uh, that you'd have to put into it in order to make make money yeah kind of so I, with real estate i just i get shiny object syndrome i'm like oh let's go do this oh let's go <laughs> yeah. let's go do this yeah so, fair point fair point i like things that are new like i i can't do the same thing for 10 years i just get, i would get too bored yeah every entrepreneur <laughs> comes with the territory for sure yeah yeah okay that's good yeah I got, I got, I got you cut out just for a second there. So, 
So what lessons have you learned along this path that must impact Oh, man, there's so many lessons. I mean, and these lessons aren't just real estate or Airbnb or private money and lending. It's just like, yeah. I think it's very important to pay for speed. And whether it's a coach, a course, a mentor, a one-on-one group, local group, meetup, anything like that, where even if it's free, that's great too. But sometimes when you pay for things, you kind of take a little more seriously and you do get, you get what you pay for. Yeah. You probably will get more out of it. Yeah. You get what you pay for. I've learned that with contractors. I learned that I'm always like, oh, this guy's like, he's a little cheaper. I think I like him. I trust him. And then I guess screwed. Take a speed, <laughs> you get what you pay for. And then probably the biggest thing for me is just like relationships. Hands down has been by far the thing that has helped me succeed the most. I can I could tell you countless stories of just how my connections with this person or that person has led to this or that and provided this opportunity here or there. And it's one of those things that you can't quantify. You can't be like, okay, if I meet no. you know, 10 people a day for an hour, it's going to result to millions of dollars in 10 years. You can't quantify it. So that's why I think a lot of people don't give it the credit that it deserves. Completely agree. I did an uh, Instagram post, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, which is on this on that subject, military hangs out with military. It isn't so much that you get to venture out as much because you're just so busy. I mean, you're, you're busy until you you they can't physically use you anymore. <laughs> you gotta get out. And this experience that I've had with getting out and doing my MBA program has, I mean, honestly, I, I've connected with you as just one example, right? And it, I all the connections that I have made over the course of 18 months it, it is absolutely the most impactful thing that has happened in, in my 20 years uh, into understanding what the world has to offer. It has been the most impactful uh, lesson learned. And that's why I completely applaud you seeing that, uh, even at your age, uh, seeing that, that thing, how far that can take you, because it is about relationships. And that's essentially who what, what it seems like you're all about, is creating that uniqueness. Well, and I think, I mean, I give you a round of applause for the community that you're building because this is a perfect platform for people that are like-minded like us, a place to connect with other people. They don't have to be as as you because the way the world is today, you can work with people from all over the world and create great relationships that way. So I think that's awesome that you're doing that. Well, you know, it's a seed and we're all, we're all making it grow together. You know, it, it definitely takes a, a village to raise a, raise a child. And, you know, that's essentially what I'm going with here is while I may be the vessel pushing it, it's going to take people like you with that entrepreneurial spirit and had insight into this and an insight into that. And then that person knows this person. I mean, it's going to be what makes this thing go is just everyone coming together and realizing that you're not useless and you do have something to contribute, right? Whether or not you believe in yourself right now, right? And a lot, and a lot of people that I talk to or engage with say, you know, I can't wait to be able to help and give to the community. And I always respond back the exact same way. I was like, you already know something that I don't know or someone else doesn't know or invite 10 friends. Those 10 friends may be able to maybe able to help one person on this side who in turn is going to help 10 people on this side. It's it's all it doesn't mean that you have to be good at Airbnb or trading stocks or building a house or, you know, whatever. You just have to come and participate and build that connection that you're talking about. And from that, it, anything can happen. Anything. That's true. Yeah, it's it's super unique. So, so if I wanted to get started in doing what you're doing, what would I need? What are my what are my what's my startup kit look like? I got a box. I just got a startup kit. Josh said this is what you need. I got it from you for, for this much money. How much did I pay for that box? What would you what would be in that box? Is that what you said? 
Yeah, what's in that box to get started doing, you know, not exactly where you're at because I get that's a, that's a moment in time and, and whatever. But if I was to try to do rentals and real estate, what are the, some of the key things that are in my box that I'm going to carry around? With me? I, this is what I tell everyone that I talk to that want to get into real estate is there's four things that would be in your box for in this case. So you need to have time, you need to have money, you need to have education or knowledge. You need to have the deal. Like you need to have the ability to get source the product or the house. All right. So, Connection. Yes. The more of these you have, the better you'll be off starting. Um, if you have a lot of time, you're going to have to just use your time. You, so whatever resource you have the most of, you need to leverage that one. Yeah. So if it's more time or more money, those are typically the two. Most of the people that I meet have more time than money, but you know, you can build relationships by gaining knowledge and, you know, you can leverage that and partner with people. I suggest doing that a lot. And the partnership doesn't have to be, I'm going to partner with you for the next 30 years. It can be, I'm going to partner with you on this one, one project. Yeah. And it might be a flip, which is great because then it's like, we'll do a flip and see how it goes. Reevaluate. Rentals are a little bit more long-term because you're kind of married a little bit for the life of that rental that you guys share. Yeah, for sure. Basically, if you have one of those four things and you pay for speed, if you want to get the knowledge faster, do that. That would require more money. Don't discredit partnerships and getting creative. Like real estate is one of those things that is not a, you have to have 20% down and then you buy a house and it does this. Most of my rentals, I have zero of my own dollars into them because I've, I've learned the industry well enough to know how to purchase properties that way. All right. Number one is time. And I think that we're going to hear that a lot on here. It's most people are talking about it takes time. The last interview we did, I mean, he's been trading for years and we heard that it took him, you know, two, three years just to develop a routine. I mean, that's a super long time to dedicate yourself to understanding your, your trade. Right. And then here we are again, time. Time is always going to be the number one thing. You have to, you can't expect to get rich. This isn't GameStop, right? We're not investing, we're not buying $18 stocks that go to $400 parabolically, right? We're talking about putting your, your money and your effort into a trade and then doing it that way. How, you know, the returns are going to be what you put into it. So you plan on teaching your methods uh, in the future. You plan on telling, putting together a course or a project for people uh, to sit down and learn quickly instead of taking the long YouTube road and book road and, and whatnot, but I'm putting together something. Yeah. I've thought about it. I've been, I get hit up at least weekly. If I could put something together that I think would expedite that a lot better for people. And I'm, I wouldn't, my goal isn't to make money doing it. Obviously that'd be nice. But yeah. the thing is meeting one-on-one -on -one is very time consuming. It I is. have a growing family. That's very important to me. I have a six week old baby, a two year old and a 12 year old. My time is very valuable to me. So that would be the main reason why I would create a course is that I could do a one to many. The one-on-one -on -one is great and I'll still do that, but if I can reach more people faster, I think that'll serve everyone better. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And in source of the, of the uh, course comes in, that's exactly why I asked, uh, you know, having taught many people one-on-one -on -one, essentially the biggest problem with that was the time, right? So it is giving to each individually because especially if you're so invested into what you do, you're going to want to teach them the right way. And if you're stream, if you're not streamlining that or rushing through that, either A, you're going to overexhaust yourself or you're going to overdeliver the message and something's going to get lost in translation, right? And so that's, that's, that's a key takeaway, in my opinion, of understanding 
kind of where we're at and what we're doing in this aspect of it. All right. So 18 year old self, yeah, just bumped that into one for it. Sure. What are um, you going to no, tell I think just the biggest thing is like have confidence in yourself, believe in yourself. Cause if you don't believe in yourself, how can anyone believe in you? And then just take action. Like you can, you can only read about stuff so much until you just yeah. have to get off the bench and like get in the game. And it's never going to be the right time. Just like having kids, there's never a right time. There's never this magic moment. <laughs> you got to take one step and then evaluate and then take the next step and just keep doing that. And it almost becomes like a muscle. When you work it out, you can, t- you'll be running as, you know I mean? Instead of taking baby steps, you'll be That's running right. and like faster and bigger decisions. And they, they never get easier. They only get bigger and harder but you practiced it and you know that at the end of the day, it's going to be okay. That's right. <laughs> you know I mean? That's right. It's just like public speaking. And I think this is a, a really good segue to kind of like wrap it up in is there's a lot of people who, who have a hard time interacting with other people. And as an entrepreneur, I want to tell everyone who's watching this, that you have to get through that. Right. And there is no great, you know, the military did this new program where individuals sit inside of a booth and they interact with a video game to, to improve human intelligence, right? Because I'm an intelligence professional and human intelligence is a key you know, area where it takes engagements, right? And all I was seeing where they were doing these mock-ups, but at the end of the day, you know it's a video game. And of course, you can be confident while talking to a video game. So this is how you do it. You've got to go and approach someone. You've got to talk to them. You've got to reach out to them on Instagram, on Facebook. Don't worry about it. If they don't reach back, fine, move on. But don't be afraid of them saying, hey, I don't have time for you. Because if they don't have time for you, then there's just a few answers for that. Either A, they never have time for anyone, or they are truly invested into what they're doing, which is even more important, that you need to respect that. Because one day, you're not going to have time for someone asking the same question. And why are you saying that? Are you saying it because you just don't care? Or are you saying it because you're truly busy? Right. So there are those two type of entrepreneurs out there, the ones who take what they know and they spread it to the world. And if they get if they get something from it, it's organic, it's natural, it's beautiful. You know, the the money would come from that, which makes it even even that much more appreciative. And that's the kind of people we want to make it. We want those super appreciative entrepreneurs. And those are the ones who are, again, engaging, keeping the struggle there, making sure that everyone's, you know, tethered together in this effort. So, um, but uh, last words are yours, Josh. As always, the last words are yours. What are you telling everyone? Uh, what's your bit of advice? I'm off my soapbox. What's your last your last word on this? Oh man, put me on the spot here. Good question. Uh, I would just say, just think big. Just think big. Don't limit yourself. Don't put limiting beliefs on yourself that you're saying you can't do this because you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. Just think big and think outside the box. There it is, guys. All right, I just want to thank Josh Nix again for coming in, uh, giving us his time. Uh, you guys, I'm going to put his Instagram. It actually has been up here the entire time uh, on this video, so you guys can you know, follow him, reach out to him if you have any questions. And if he has time, uh, he will absolutely get back to you. He has a six-week-old baby. I promise you that offers you little to no time. Again, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to Entrepreneurs Are United. Website is almost ready. It is going to be full of great things and is going to include housing, rentals, stocks, everything we can think of that you need to know as a business entrepreneur will be there. So again, thanks, Josh. You guys have, you have a great day. You guys watching, listening, you guys have a great weekend, a great day, and we will see you later, later on the next show. All right, Josh. Yeah.